This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT on Power 98.7. All right, continuing our conversation around uh, the proposed changes to the norms and standards for public uh, infra- public school infrastructure. Elijah Mklang, as the, uh, the spokesperson for the Department of Basic Education, is in, uh, in studio with us this morning. On the line, we have Hopalang Silebalo from Equal Education and uh, Betty Mutapu, who is a learner um, from Tlakale uh, Mashashane School, Ramashashane in Limpopo. What uh, Betty was describing there before the break, the, um, Elijah, I, I know it's not unique to rural uh, to, to the rural areas in South Africa. Certainly, I think it's a picture that she describes where, particularly where infrastructure, where broken windows and all of it, you see that in the townships mm. all the time. Half of which, of course, we also have to own up and say, this is damage that is being done by people in our communities that we are just failing to push back against. But without a doubt, when it comes to issues of sanitation, it's a bigger problem in the rural areas. Yeah, it is. Um, but also, let's maybe fix the language. Pit mm. latches will always be there because mm. what we are building is not necessarily flushing toilets, mm-hmm. but it's appropriate sanitation facilities which are properly built bricks and mortar uh, with all the elements in it appropriate uh, to remove the, the danger factor mm-hmm. for learners so that no one falls into the pit latrine. So it will always be there, but what we are now putting is technology uh, where there, there's no bulk water infrastructure, as you were indicating earlier. But generally, as a country, we're a dry country, there's drought mm. in some part of the country. So the expectation that there must be flushing toilets everywhere is unrealistic. It's not going to happen. So the pictures that we are sharing every day are pictures of toilet that toilets that are built uh, using a variety of technology. In some cases, we uh, work with uh, companies that uh, specialize in this area, but what we are building as a department is bricks and mortar with toilets that are using other technology, but it's appropriate, safe, and, uh, and, and, and you know, like a proper facility for, for, for learners. So that situation she's describing, it's something that is real, it's mm-hmm. there. We see it even today, mm-hmm. but that's what we are dealing with. As, as I'm speaking to you right now, the DG is out. In fact, we completed a meeting at 8 mm-hmm. with the CEOs of our implementing agents, and we are monitoring them on an hourly basis, checking with them every day how many toilets they're completing, uh, are they to budget? What challenges are they facing? Mm-hmm. Every Friday, the minister gets a report. Right. Every Monday, the DG gets a report. Every Wednesday, he gets a report from these people, but okay. it's there on the ground as well. I want to hear uh, more about those implementing agencies. What we need okay. to do now, we're just going to need to take a break. Betty, if you can stay with us a little bit longer. Uh, fortunately, I know you're on school holidays, so I'm not taking you <laughs> out of school time. And Hopalang as well, if you can just stay with us, we just need to do the latest from the world of business. Just want us to wrap up our conversation um, here on the issues around uh, norms and standards for public school infrastructure. Ajam Tlang are still with me. But I want to come back to you, Hopalang Slevalo, and just to get uh, to pick up on what Elijah was saying, that quite the contrary to the fact that, uh, you know, that uh, with this new um, uh, uh, changes that the ministers gazetted with quite contrary to them removing deadlines that in fact they are implementing agencies are now coming under more scrutiny and I think you something that you actually acknowledged in your statement as equal education that uh, the reporting has actually become more more frequent so that uh, it's not as if uh, you know the spotlight will be taken off uh, those that are have are tasked with implementing this infrastructure improvement. Uh, 
yes, I mean, uh, Elijah said quite a lot in the last few minutes, but uh, to start with your last question, mm. um, around the implementing agents, that's work, and contractors, that's work that EE has been pushing the DBE and PEDs to undertake because we have recognized the inaccountability or unaccountability of implementing agents. We uh, uh, spoke about drafting guidelines that would help uh, hold contractors available, and the department has, in fact, uh, put together those guidelines. And we're glad to hear that those entities will be held uh, more firmly to account and that infrastructure will, uh, infrastructure will be um, mm. hastened. But that is not coming out in the revised norms at all. In fact, the reporting mechanisms are a step back from what is in, a, in the existing norms. Now, the existing norms say, so because we're still talking about draft amendments, the, mm. exist, the current norms say that MECs must report to the Minister of Education annually mm-hmm. uh, on the progress that's been made in, in school infrastructure delivery from uh, the, the number of backlogs to right. uh, the plans to eradicate infrastructure in future to the money that will be utilized. But that provision has been taken out in the amendment. So it does say that MECs must report to the minister, must make those reports publicly mm. available, but it doesn't provide the kind of content. Uh, mm. It doesn't provide guidelines for the kind of content those uh, reports should contain. And okay. for the last decade, EE has been monitoring those progress reports and they are so difficult to read. Every province comes in with a different story. There's no uniformity around it. And mm. to take out guidelines from the existing norms is a backward step as, a for, as opposed to, uh, to, to, to a forward step. So mm. I just want to point that out. Right. Uh, mm. And in addition, just one last thing, sure. uh, in relation to the timelines, you know, um, it's critical to have those timelines. Right now, the, the amended norms are speaking about aligning to the NDP, which also is it's a Vision 2030 document. So the idea is that we're working towards 2030. But the specificity in the current norms is critical. The current norms explicitly ban plain pit latrines. So what Betty is talking about, the fact that her school still uses plain pits is a problem. They're banned according to the norms. Mm-hmm. And I understand the I'm mentioning like we can't build uh, such toilets for every school. Yes, the 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 norms speak to alternative forms of sanitation, uh, safe alternative forms to sanitation, and that's good. But the fact of the matter is, Betty is telling you that they are still using plain mm. pits in their schools in 2022, despite the norms coming out in 2013, a decade ago. Mm. Um, and to take out those timelines is also going to be difficult right. for us to monitor the provision of labs and libraries, for example. The current norms say that by next year, 2023, November, schools must have laboratories and libraries. But those provisions, but not, not having those timelines, not having that specificity mm. in the amended norms takes all of that away. It's a huge, it's a huge, huge step back okay. what we've seen in these amendments. All right. Thanks so much, Hopalanga, for joining us. I really appreciate your inputs this morning. Thank you. Let me just give Betty Mutapur a chance to have a final say. I know your, from your point of view as a learner, your fellow learners at, uh, at uh, Mashashani, how... What is it that, as you, Elijah Mklanga, uh, from uh, the Department of Education is here, you would like to hear, you would like to say to him, for example, uh, Hopolan just uh, um, touched on the issue of laboratories. Do you guys have laboratories at your school? And what is it that you'd like to say to Elijah in terms of what you're expecting or what would make your life easier at school? Okay, uh, thank you. Uh, we don't have laboratories. We don't have uh, libraries. What I would like to say to Elijah and the office, I'd like to say that... Uh, Elijah. 
Okay, just kiss. Uh, I want, we, we are asking them to get rid of those dangerous pizza trees, toilets. Uh, they should go. They should go. They should grow the ability. Uh, the Department of Education's ability to build schools, and then they should uh, also. We don't actually agree to this point of the, of removing the deadlines because if they do remove the deadlines, uh, us as learners and teachers could be waiting for another 10 or 20 years with the mm. school not being appointed. Okay, Betty, thank you so much uh, for speaking to us. Uh, we wish you all the best when uh, school does resume and we we'll hope to hear from you uh, in future. Thank you. Betty Mutapu is a learner at Tlagale uh, Mashashane Commercial High School in Limpopo. Final word then, Elijah, in response? Well, uh, Titi, the summary of what Hope Lang and Betty are saying is mm. that we are a listening department. Whatever they've suggested to us before, we have listened mm. and incorporated in the things that we do. We'll do the same even now. There's a window of opportunity for public input to be received. They are, they are free to mobilize and mm. they send those inputs and the processing team will take all this uh, input into mm. account and present that to the minister so she can see what the people are saying. But we are available to engage with them. I know Equal Education, they are coming to the department on the 8th of July. Mm-hmm. I will be there to receive their memo and we'll, we'll, we'll respond to it. But we invite everybody else to, 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 to make their input as a department. We remain committed to eradicating all inappropriate infrastructure. The DG is there, she spends more time in Limpopo. Mm. You would have been to that school that uh, mm. she, she, she's enrolled at. So he knows what's happening on the ground and uh, all of these uh, things will be incorporated in the final draft. Thank you so much. I think this has been the most positive engagement. I must say, I also appreciate the lack of uh, uh, defensive posture uh, on the part of the department and acknowledging the challenges that are there. And there is at least a willingness uh, to engage even on the part of uh, grouping such as equal education. Elijah Mplanga, it has been good to see you in the flesh. Thank you so much for coming through. Thank you so much. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.